From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student athletes. And we're live. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 podcast presented by College Promoters USA, our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Located here in San Antonio, Texas, you can find them locally in the Ventura Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media at Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also find more information regarding College Promoters USA on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. My next guest, he's a uh, gentleman, a coach that we've kind of traveled in similar similar circles, have known of, e- known of each other for a good bit, and we finally had a chance to meet. He is uh, definitely, in many ways, a legend within the state uh, here of Texas, college soccer, uh, one of the first to go pro uh, locally playing here in South Texas with the Colorado Rapids. He is Coach Lance Key, the new head women's soccer coach of the Hardin-Simmons Cowgirls. Coach, how are you? Hector, I'm great, man. Finally, with all the technology <laughs> difficulties, uh, we're here, we're live, and uh, man, I'm great. It's 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 fantastic to be on with you, and and as you said, uh, have had the chance to to kind of cross paths um, through through uh, maybe some indirect contacts and things like that. Uh, but but finally, to connect with you on this level is uh, is fantastic, and I'm I'm excited to sit down and chat with you tonight. Absolutely, likewise. I think, uh, Coach. I think. Uh... StreamYard might owe us a little bit in terms of, uh, I think we troubleshot everything. Uh, so we had some, yeah, some minor tech difficulties. So we apologize to our to our viewers, to our listeners, but thank you for sticking with us. Um, but coach, I know I alluded to it briefly, but for those of those of you who may not know who uh, who Lance Key is, who, where Lance Key has been, just give us a brief, brief look into your background, where you've been and how you got here. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to start with, uh, with being a three-year-old running around the peanut fields of South Texas in Floresville, Texas, uh, about an hour south of San Antonio. And, and uh, strangely enough, I still have uh, I still have my first ever soccer ball. Somehow my mom mm. found it. It doesn't hold air anymore. It's not even round anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but I have my first ever ball and I keep it close and just a memory of, of where it all began. Uh, I, I grew up in South Texas. I'm a San Antonio guy. Um, you know, even anything with regards to soccer beyond the, the initial phases of youth soccer, which my parents actually ran the youth soccer league in San, excuse me, in Floresville when I was growing up. Wow. Uh, but as we graduated through that, so to speak, we came to San Antonio, the big city. And, uh, and, and that's where I got, that's really where I got my start. And man, San Antonio soccer was so good to me all the way through from 
from my start of competitive play all the way through, um, you know, moving to to San Antonio in middle school and and playing high school there. Ended up staying to play college at, at uh, Trinity University there in San Antonio. Had a tremendous experience uh, for for one of the legends uh, of the college game on any level, men or women. Paul McGinley, and um, and then got a chance, as you mentioned, to go play professionally in Colorado. Uh, had four concussions in twelve months. Right. And uh, that was the end of that. So came back to San Antonio, which was, had been home for, for me really for my entire life and did a little bit of club soccer, got, got the start there really, and then got the op- offer to go to Trinity and coach on the women's side starting in 2004 and was there all the way through the 2015 season. Uh, had, a, had a move to the University of Texas in Austin and um, ended up not really working out for my family in, in terms of just, just family dynamics and going in opposite directions and having young kids. And so went back to San Antonio. Uh, at that point, I started assisting on the men's side with, with Paul, my, my old coach. Uh, by that point, Dylan had been hired. Dylan Harrison had been hired at Trinity. And uh, so I was helping Paul on the men's side. I got an offer to, to, to go and help what was then Scorpions um, uh, and then transitioned to SAFC and did some color commentary work for them in the, uh, in the commentary booth. And then got the call to go to Louisiana University of Louisiana, where I've spent the last three years in, in the Lafayette area, uh, had the opportunity to, to really jump into a program that, that needed uh, a revival and, and, and needed a resurgence and, and really dug into that. And uh, now I find myself here. Uh, God's called us into a to, to a special place in Abilene and in a special institution uh, at Hardin-Simmons University um, and, and a Christ-centered space that, that really is near and dear to, to my heart and to the heart of my family and, and my wife as we do this ministry together. And so here I sit on day three, Hector. This is day three, <laughs> sitting in this office, um, and and uh, this is by far not the latest I've been in the office this week. So, um, yeah. in case you were feeling bad about keeping me in here late, don't worry. Uh, this this would be the earliest of getting home, I think. So, no, man, I'm 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 thrilled, and and uh, you know it's been a long journey, uh, but but through everything that you go through, all the experiences that you have in life. Uh, you have the opportunity to gain from and learn from them, and and I've certainly done that. I've you know I've, I've heard you talk a little bit about your story, and I know you you can share that sentiment as well. Uh, but but super excited to be here uh, at this stage of my career, at this stage of my life, at Harden Simmons, coaching the Division Three athlete who who's really just a different athlete. I, I can relate to that because I was that, um, and and uh, just excited about that. Yeah, me. Uh, no, uh, no way. I'm gonna feel bad about keeping you up late, Coach. Hey, I'm sure there's a there's a couch there or something. You're probably sleeping there for an hour or two and then right back up at it, right? So, um, so yeah. I mean, you hit on it a little bit there, Coach. Um, University of Louisiana to Harden Simmons. Why now? And why you know why HSU? Yeah, um, you know, I, I feel like my my calling in in life. In, in my in the professional side of my life is is to affect the lives of 18 to 22 year olds through this game that we all of us love we're all here because we love the game um, so so to affect their lives through the game uh, to to expand and to glorify the kingdom of God and and you know my my path my faith the path of my faith has not always been straight um, and and my my perspective and, and my my focus has not always been eternal. Um, but but that's where I am in my life, and, and certainly at this point. And and so the opportunity to do that here uh, for one of the most storied programs in 
uh, in the history of college soccer, men or women, uh, at Harden Simmons, who I who I know so well, only spent so much time as the foe, right. and now I'm friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it it's just you know God's timing is is perfect, but but sometimes you know it, it it doesn't always make sense on the surface. And and but for us, my my wife and I really felt like we were we were being called into a, a Christ centered space, and uh, and the timing of of my very good friend Marcus Wood, uh, who I consider. Uh, and oftentimes refer to to one of, if not my best friend in the game, uh, when when he left, and we had our conversation about this. Uh, I, I don't know where I was initially. I think that just that all of the natural components of the history of our rivalry, and you know, all of those things, it was hard to even fathom. And and at no point in my career, from 2004 when we first met on opposite sides of midfield, up until you know three months ago, I, I would never have expected it. Uh, but but God did a work in in, in my heart and in, in my wife's heart, and uh, and I think for for um, uh, Eric and and for John Neese here in the administration and, and athletic administration, our president of the university, was so impressed with them, and, and I think did a work in them, and and just you know all of these things coming together at just the, at, at what is the, the perfect time, and uh, here I am, and I'm and I'm thrilled about it, Hector. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 some great stuff. You know, you talk about never we, sometimes you know these sometimes these these opportunities right they they don't maybe always come at a quote unquote opportune time and sometimes the the jobs the positions they pick us right and uh, i know i alluded to i alluded to that recently with you know that's a uh, uh, 50 50 podcast alum coach marcus wood right who was on here um we talked about how as i left the air force academy when i was coaching there and you know still active duty and almost ended up being there working for him as a volunteer assistant, I would have never guessed, I would have never guessed that I would have ended up potentially as a volunteer assistant coach there at Harden Simmons. So the way it kind of works out is pretty, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. But run us through this coach. The you the job opens up at Harden Simmons. You come across the posting. Maybe you kind of get some notifications, right? Some maybe some phone calls. What are what's going through your mind? Yeah, well, the 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 first um, because Woody and I are such good friends, um, you know, I I knew about the developments with with Dallas Baptist um, probably before most people did, and so the awareness of hey, Harden Simmons Women's Soccer office is going to be vacant here in in the not too distant future, uh, but even at that time, I wasn't even thinking, hey, maybe that's maybe that's for me, and so. Um, you know, I think the thought process was uh, I, I was excited for Woody uh, and, and excited for, for this new chapter for him. Um, but I didn't really put too much thought into uh, into that potentially being me. And that's why I said God just did a work in me and, and um, had, a, had an initial conversation with Dr. Nice here and the AD been here for a long time. What a guy. I mean, and I go back to I've told this story before when. I was at Trinity and we made the national uh, final four, which was hosted um, it, there in San Antonio at, at Scorpion Stadium, right? Toyota Field um, in 2013. That week leading up to that game, I had, a, I had a handwritten note from the athletic director of our greatest rival, Hardin-Simmons University, from John Neese, just congratulating me and the team, our program on the achievement. They had won a national championship in 2010. So just a few years later, we're in the final four. 
And, uh, that, you know, that's something that doesn't have to be done. It, you know, it, I would never have thought anything had I not received that handwritten note and thought, man, I, why, why didn't I hear from John Neese when we made the final four? It never would have crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, but the relationship with him even goes back a long way because of how much he supported Harden Simmons women's soccer and, and, and all the sports, certainly. But my interaction was around was around the soccer space. And so there was there was just something there. So we ended up having a great conversation. And I was on the front porch of our house in, in Louisiana when I had that conversation with him and I walked inside and my, and my wife said, yeah, how did it go? And I, and I just looked at her and, and I, I said, great. The conversation went great. I didn't, I don't know if I had any expectations, um, but I just was really impressed again by who he was and, and what his vision was and, and what he wanted to, to do to continue what has been so special about this program. And, you know, Woody, Woody's not the only coach that's ever been here. Right. But, but it's been the last two plus decades. So most of what people that are currently focused on and, 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 and in tune with what's going on here know it having been under his leadership. But, you know, he, he, he has a vision. He thinks we can continue to, to pursue that vision. I think that vision aligns with me. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, when it came to our selection, to our, cho our choice to come here, it was because on a professional level, the alignment of my passion and my purpose crosses here uh and on a, on a personal level you know my, my wife and i have the opportunity to uh to to raise our children in a terrific community i mean you know it actor you, you you've right. lived here it's just such a family environment such a family-based community strong faith-based community and and uh you know it's really well located from a geographical standpoint uh for, from all of my family and, and even my wife's family down in south texas so there's a lot of perks a lot of pluses uh, but again, didn't expect it. But as we've gone through this process, it's become so evident that God has called us here. And so that's why I'm sitting in this chair right now talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I talked about it with uh, with with Coach Wood, with Woody, about how the, uh, you know, the the Abilene community as a whole. And obviously I was there at Dias Air Force Base, but the uh, the community is amazing. It, it's a great community. It's a, it's a special place. We were my wife and I, we were only blessed to be there for six months, but it was a great six months. And, yeah. uh, you know, definitely wouldn't mind if, you know, if it ever presented itself, we definitely wouldn't shy away from, uh, from going there again. So yeah, it, it for sure is a special place. Um, so was there a moment coach where it kind of hit you like, Oh, Oh my God, we're, we're really going to pursue this. We're really going to go after it and knowing full well, and we'll dive into that a little bit in terms of your background, where you came from, where you used to coach the, you know, the rivalry, um, was there a moment where that kind of hit you? So, yeah, I remember the moment clearly. We, we had actually, we decided to load up in the car, my wife and, and our three children. Um, and, and they're all nine and under. So three kids, nine and under, and a drive from, from Lafayette, Louisiana to Abilene, Texas covers about eight and a half hour drive time. Add, you know, compound that with three children in the back seat and the bathroom stops. And of course, we made it to Bucky's. Um, good, but, good man. Uh, good man. So, but, but we came out here, my, my wife, bless her. And, and I'm, I'm so grateful for, for a prayerful wife. Um, she said, I, I trust you. If you feel like it's where God's calling us to go, I trust you. Um, and I said, well, I appreciate that. However, <laughs> I want to, I got to make sure mama's happy. Right. So right, right, we loaded right. up in the car. We drove out here, um, on a Saturday morning, got here Saturday night stayed overnight. We wanted to go to church. 
we wanted to, we wanted to make sure that 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 we felt like the church component of our life because that's a, that's an integral piece for us we wanted to make sure that that piece was right so we drove in that night woke up the next morning went to church um drove around abilene on saturday trying to figure out where we might live if this were if this were to be the choice we made uh that was on sunday and then uh on monday martin luther king jr day we drove back to lafayette and, and it was about halfway uh actually it may have been this this the bucky's stop on the way back on the, the second leg of the round trip uh we were walking in and, and i and i and i looked at her and i said why wouldn't we why wouldn't we right and, and we just it was just one that moment where i think we just knew this is where we're going in spite of all the things that we might think no surely not all, all of the natural mental processes that we would go through based on the history um and and you know we were we were really happy in in lafayette we love we've got great friends it's a it's also a wonderful community uh but when but home is where god calls you right and that's that's right. the way we talk about it in our house is is home home is where god calls you or, or or home is where the call of god is and and uh that that was that was clear through this process and so that's why we decided to to make Abilene home during this uh, this season of our lives. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. Yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome stuff. So, take us through, Coach. Um, so here you are, your day three, right? You're not even yeah, it's day three on the job, but that you haven't even been in there for technically 72 hours though, even though it's day three, right? So from Monday morning at whatever time I know you reported early to now, what has you know, what has that been like so far? The interaction, getting to meet, you know, faculty, staff, administration, some of the players, I'm assuming at this point. What has that been like so far? I'll probably work backwards. We had a had a press conference today with a, a formal introduction. Um, and uh, so that was this this afternoon. Uh, last last night was uh, the first team meeting. Uh, which was fantastic. Finally, the first time to really be in the same room and, and see face to face all the student athletes in this program. Um, that was day two, uh, and 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 day one was uh, seeing a few of the girls that just popped through, uh, just to, you know just popped in and and said hello and had a few individual conversations with them. Uh, you would, if if I could show you the floor and the space around the desk here, you would see that there's not been a whole lot of of really organizing the office. It just hasn't been uh, hasn't been priority. I've done some, but but not gotten uh, everything quite in. I still got boxes on the ground, and so it's fresh, Hector. It's fresh. Uh, but the priority, I mean, in in what I've just given you, is just little bullet points. But the priority really has been just trying to interact with the current student athletes in this program as much as possible, um, and and start to forge and and, and build relationship. Uh, you know, I think that's something that if I go back and, and this may be a, a different segment for a different, maybe even a different, uh, a different call here. But if I go back in my career and I think back to the early days of coaching the college game, I, I was not far removed from playing at the professional level. And, you know, I, I just didn't grasp and understand the, the significance of the relational component uh, from between a college coach and a player, even though my college coach when I was a player was tremendous. He, he was like a father figure to me in many ways, right, right. Um, but somehow it didn't, it just didn't equate for me. And fast forward to the, you know, through these, these almost last two decades of, of being a college coach, the relationships, if you don't have the relationships, you got nothing. 
Right. And, and so that's been the focal point. And, and I mean, every day of the three days I've been here every day, there's been at least one or two or, or 10 uh, young women that have stopped by and just sat down in, you know, in, in the chair in the office or sat down on the couch that you said I sleep on. I haven't slept on it yet. So, <laughs> um, but just, just to sit down and chat and, and you know how little has been about the game of soccer, not that the game of soccer doesn't matter. It's a huge oh, yeah. piece of it. Oh yeah. It's our vehicle, but just cultivating those relationships has been what it's about. And, and I've, I've so enjoyed that. I've been really impressed with the maturity of the, of the young women in this program um, their, their maturity is, as students and prior, really prioritizing their academic success. And, and man, man, do they do a great job in the classroom. Uh, but also um, just their, their maturity is, as human beings and life has been really impressive. And, uh, you know, we're not going to start our, our spring season for a little while. Uh, I think we just all probably need a little bit of time to transition and, and not, to, not to discount that time to really be able to step into that and focus on that. Um, you know, I'll be doing some some recruiting here in the near future and, and uh, you know, trying trying to get out and, and support the, the high school games as much as possible. I was trying to get to a local game last night, but our meeting with the team ran late. And as much as I wanted to get out there, I wanted to prioritize the young women right. that, were, that were in front of me. Um, so we're going to continue doing that. And it's not just the last three days. That's going to continue to be the emphasis as we move forward. That's how we're going to run this program. Those are the things that we're going to prioritize in this program. Uh, but um and the time for you know the time to get out in the field it's coming and and we're looking forward to that too we want to compete you know they, they've they've won a national championship before they were in a final four uh just a, a handful of years ago uh so so they know what it's like to be successful at that level and, and we can we want to continue to aspire to that yeah yeah you hit on something there you talk about so and i've mentioned this on the podcast before with you know soccer is you're right it's the vessel it's the vehicle but it's you know our people, our people, our players, the people, and the people that support the programs. That's the engine. That's the fuel, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, very well said. So let's talk about the, uh, the gigantic elephant in the room coach. So, all right. The history, the rivalry with, with Trinity, right? You went to school there, you graduated there, there and you faced, you know, a great friend of yours and coach Wood for so many years. Um, and then, uh, you you make a run after they win uh, national titles. You said you make a run as well uh, to the uh, the final four, and now you're here. Now you're at Harden Simmons. So let's what I think personally, and I've shared this with you. I think it just adds to the mystique, the aura of this great. I think this this great rivalry that as many as many people are aware it doesn't get enough of the love that I think it deserves because it's one of the absolute best rivalries, definitely in D3, but across the board in college soccer. Talk to us about just all those additional components that now Lance Key, head women's soccer coach at Harden-Simmons, what does that bring? Yeah, listen, it's the the ironies of life, right? It's, it's what I, kind of how I phrased this here in the last couple of weeks, even reaching out to uh, some of the former players that, that I got to coach while I was at Trinity, um, that played in some of the epic matches between these two programs, um, you know, and and uh, honestly, just tremendous, tremendous support. You know, you might think, man, these girls might have a real hard time with uh, with this. Um, right. You know, I, I even joked we, we we both should should have our alumni weekends whenever we play each other. You know, whenever Harden Simmons goes to Trinity, that should be alumni weekend at Trinity, and when. Trinity plays at Harden Simmons. It should be alumni weekend for Harden Simmons, right. because because the story is is so uh, 
it's so tightly woven together, uh, I think, for both programs. You know, going back to, to the decision to be here, had I, I had I not had the depth of experience that I did as the coach at the other side of midfield for the number of years that I did, my I don't know that my appreciation for what this place is and what it stands for and what this program has been and will continue to be, I wouldn't have that depth of knowledge and understanding and appreciation for right. it. So I think in many ways, because of the rivalry, because of the, the mutual respect that was developed from fierce from fierce competitors to tremendous uh, respect for one another uh, to, to friendship is, is kind of the evolution. And, um, you know, Woody, Woody wrote a book here um, that, that kind of it, it, it sort of captured a large chunk of time. And he told me a story. He had a, an alumni who messaged him when the book released and said, so so we like Lance Key. You know, and I thought, oh, that's hilarious, right? Because, because you know, we just, they, they don't know. They just know it's a tough match and they're going to show up and they're going to battle and they're going to scrap. And generally speaking, whoever wins that game is probably going to make a deep run into the right. NCAA tournament. Um, but, but the, the you know, the, the women's coach at Trinity right now is a former teammate of mine. When I played at Trinity, we played there together. The men's yeah. coach at Trinity was my coach, was also his coach. Right. The athletic director at Trinity was the athletic director when I was a player and obviously while I was a coach. So it's so tightly connected, so interwoven. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, what you have is you got a lot of people around both programs who, because of the depth of, of the experiences over the last couple of decades in particular, there, there's there's an excitement about it. Even, even though there's some irony to it, it's it's almost become comical irony. Right. There's there's no there's no like um, th there's no negativity around it. It's just really positive right. because everyone knows that that it's just another unique chapter in this in this book uh, of, of what is this this long standing rivalry. So I know whether you're at home, but maybe the first time when you make that trip, uh, you know, regardless of whoever's up, right, whoever's hosting next. I believe they go to you all next year, right? This next coming season. No, so there was an arrangement. I, I, so. There's an arrangement where where we're going to go back to San Antonio this fall, okay. and then they'll okay. come. The Trinity will come here to Abilene two uh, two falls in a row. Okay, I believe so, is the arrangement. So I know, I know the people. Obviously, you know as well. Uh, I'm preaching to the choir here a little bit, but very classy people across the board. As I've mentioned to you, I'll share on here. You know, full disclosure, my head assistant in uh, at St. Mary's Hall also happens to be, you know, Dylan's head assistant there at Trinity. So, yeah, you're right. It's like just more layers, right? <laughs> more layers. But but, you know, you're I know they're I know you're not going to kind of get the uh, you're not going to get the Chris, the Chris Beard treatment in his first game back. Right. In Lubbock. Right. That we just saw recently. Um, but finish this sentence. Lance Key's thoughts and emotions will be going into uh, the match at Trinity will be <laughs> mostly positive <laughs> you know right. it'll, it'll be it'll be nostalgic um, yeah. I think to be there you know I, I can't wait to I mean some of those guys some of the support staff and um, guys that that uh, that ran the clock in this, you know, all of those people that were 
such a big part of my my memory of game day experience. I've got great relationships with those people. And, you know, I, I, I shared this with, with some of the young women that I was meeting with when I was at, at Louisiana in my last week. And I was I was some of the girls were stopping by to say goodbye and, you know, express their appreciation for the time they had with me. And, and there was a lot of tears in that. Um, you know, because I, I love those kids, you know, and, and uh, we had, I had some great relationships with some of those young women. And, and you know, at, at that level, at that institution, we had a lot of international players. And so girls that come from all over the world. Um, but I said something to them. I said, just because I wear a different just because I wear a different color to the office doesn't mean our relationship is going to is going to change or have to be any different. My, my appreciation, my respect for you doesn't change because of the color I wear to the office every day. Uh, and I think that that applies in this instance, too. Um, I, I've learned through this time. Again, I've been doing this a long time. And uh, the the relationships that we build with our players are obviously so, so important. But there's a lot of other peripheral relationships that you build, you know, as an example, right? We, we go to the final four. I go to, I go to the university of Texas and, and within a couple of weeks of arriving at university of Texas, another handwritten note from, from Dr. John Neese at Hardin Simmons arrives in my mailbox. So these are, that's just an example of these peripheral relationships that you just grow to, to enjoy the people that make up the experience. You know, I often say, I often say that, 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 that the value in the experiences that we have in life don't come from the experiences themselves. They come through the people that we have those experiences with. And when, when you get to a point where you can get beyond the competition, the 90 minute match, and you can recognize the people that are participating in that, that scenario in that, in that environment, and you can appreciate them for who they are and what they've contributed. Then I find yourself in a situation where it will be nostalgic. It will be mostly positive, but it'll be competitive. I mean, it will be every bit as competitive as any Trinity Harden Simmons match has ever been in the history, if not more so, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I could only imagine. So, I hope you're there, Hector. I hope you're there. I will be. I will be. Yeah. I, awesome. I mean, I saw, I think I shared this with you. I, I was at both, I was at both matches this year. They're the, you know, the regular season plus the, uh, the, uh, conference, conference tournament. So, so yeah. Um, question so really no softballs here today coach all right so <laughs> probably the toughest one i'll ask you today your thoughts on replacing a legend there in coach marcus wood yeah i told him so i told him this and i said it again today in the press conference i said i just got to make sure i'm not the david moyes to the alex ferguson right <laughs> um listen he, he's a legend he's a champion he's a gentleman uh he's a great friend and uh you know, I think there's a lot of foundational principles that he and I both believe in. And, and those, those have come through many conversations. You know, I, I was telling someone even today that there were games where we coached against each other. And after the cooling off period, right, after you give it a couple hours, we would be in conversation about the game, just talking it through. Um, I remember the last the last game that I ever coached at Trinity uh, was was a game against Harden Simmons, where they beat us in the NCAA tournament. And uh, I was devastated. I was devastated for our players. We played we played really, really well. And uh, they played really, really efficiently. We had we, we outshot them by by a fairly large margin, but they beat us 2-0. And um, I was heartbroken. I, my, my players uh, were heartbroken. The seniors that played that day, oh, I, I'll never forget it. 
Um, and not long after that, we had our we had a connection and, and he recommended a book to me. So these are the types of conversations that we would have. So I come out of that postmortem on, on the phone with with Woody with a book recommendation that I read that helps me so much in that moment. Um, and, and, uh, you know, those, those are the types of things that, that were part of the relationship that were, those were well beneath the surface that, you know, our student athletes didn't know about our athletic directors didn't know about our sports information directors didn't know these people didn't know, but we knew. And so, um, I know because of those those interactions and those conversations that there's a lot of foundational core principles that we really both care about in terms of how we approach mm -hmm. our, what we both feel is our calling. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they can go back and watch the podcast with him and and watch ours back to back, and they're going to see that there's some nuances about our personalities that are different, and um, and so we're going to deliver things differently. Uh, we're going to have different perspectives and and perceive things differently. We're different. We're two different human beings, and we're unique in our own way. So I think there's some some things that will al really align, certainly for the student athletes that are in the program now, and even the alumni as they come back. Uh, but but I think there's going to be some some things that are going to look a little bit different, that are maybe sound a little bit different. Um, not better or worse necessarily. I, I kind of look at it that way. Not better or worse, but different. Um, and and. Uh, at the end of the day, though, you know, we're about the same thing. We're about developing, you know, as, as I've coined champions for life. Right. And and and, and having a lifestyle of champions. Uh, we, we talked to, to, to the team about that yesterday. That's no different than what they were trying to do for the last two and a half decades. Right. They, they, they were trying to create an environment where young women would, would come in at 18 and they would leave at 22, a, a, a more champion version of themselves than they were and set yeah. up to go on beyond the field to to be um, better daughters, sisters, mothers, wives, CEOs, whatever it is that they're going on to do because of their experience here, the environment facilitates something super special. Uh, and, and, and we're both trying to do the same thing. We just right. sometimes get, get there a little bit differently. Yeah. In your opinion, your, your humble opinion, you know, when a maybe a, a recruit, right, a you know potential student athlete or a, a parent comes to you and asks you, um, "Hey, hey, Coach Lance Key, welcome to Harden Simmons University. I'm interested in in your program, but I am kind of curious how will uh, how will Harden Simmons look different under you? What's how do you answer that from that perspective?" Yeah, um, you know that's a really good one too. And and Woody and I have talked through those conversations before so much as well. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, that I tend um, to, to really want to do is to really focus in on who we are and who we can be and what our identity is. And I think sometimes that identity comes, you know, it's like your fingerprint, right? So every year the fingerprint changes a little bit because you've got players that have left and you've got players that have come in. Right. You've got new personalities. You've got leaders that have emerged and you've got leaders that have vacated. And so that fingerprint changes a little bit um, and the identity can change a little bit. But I think our, our greatest responsibility is as leaders of young people is to figure out a way to bring them together, to give them an, an identity that allows them to pursue the most special version of who they are individually and then who we are on a corporate level. Uh, and, and so um, my my expectation is that there's probably going to be some real similarities. I, I I know Woody likes he likes really hardworking players. So do I, 
you know, that, that was, that was the reason I was able to play in the professional level, not because I was a fantastic soccer player, but I, I was unwilling to be outworked. And so that, that grit, that toughness is going to be evident. Uh, but I think that's always been something that's been a staple here. I want us to figure out who we are. I like to have the ball, the, you know, the, the ball is, is round, it rolls, uh, and, and there's only one of them. And if there's no ball, as my, my college coach used to say, um, if there was no ball, it would be called track, right? So because there's a ball, let's have it and let's keep it, yeah. right? So we're going to be, whether, whether it's quote unquote different or not, um, we're going to be a team who really, really wants to have the ball. Uh, and and who recognizes that we're going to be purposeful with it when we're building forward and, and ultimately we're trying to create good goal scoring opportunities and when we don't have the ball Hector we're going to work incredibly hard um, and, and we're going to we're going to we're going to work for the player next to us and we're going to make sure that that trust is in place so everybody on the field knows that everyone's going to give the effort that, that is necessary in that moment and um, again I think there's going to be a lot of similarities um, you know but how he sees a number nine might be a little bit different than how I see a number nine. You know, how, how he sees the role of the 7-Eleven might be a little different than how I see the role of the 7-Eleven. And that might be different based on some of the players they graduated and some of the players that are coming in. Um, but, but there's probably going to be more similarities, I think, than differences. Um, but, but I don't know. That's, that's a tough one to ask or, or answer, I should say, um, because, uh, you know, I think even – you know, even the last three years at Louisiana, from from one year to the next, I think there were there were some differences. We looked a little bit different, uh, and a lot of that just has to do with the personnel, the players that you have um, that are putting on the badge. Yeah, yeah. One quick spot correction that I had to get out of the way. Uh, I did get to see the Trinity uh, Trinity and Harden Simmons matches this year. First one was a, a regular season match, and then the second one I saw was uh, it wasn't the conference tournament; it was the NCAA tournament. Match. Right. So make sure I knew, I knew what you meant, but uh, yeah. Make sure you get that one out of the way. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah. Um, so talk to us briefly, Coach. What are your feelings? What are your thoughts returning to the uh, to the D3 game? You know, like I said earlier, I'm a division – I mean, I was a Division three athlete myself. Um, I think there's something unique about the Division three setting uh, and what that uniqueness is. The best way I can, I can phrase it is there's a purity to the experience. Um, you're you're not exchanging athletic dollars for ability, and you're identifying young women and their families who are the right fit for the environment that we provide. It's going to be a highly academic environment. It's going to be a highly competitive environment. It's going to be a familial environment. It's going to be a, a smaller scale, right, than 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 a, than a large public institution, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, of which I just came from. So being back at the division three level, one of not, not the only excitement, but one of the excitements that I have or areas of excitement that I have is centered around this, this purity of the approach of a division three student athlete um, where, you know, I can be in the office here at four o'clock and, 20 young women are coming in to the locker room because they just played pickup outside on their own because they wanted to, not because they had to. Right. And there's something special about that purity. Um, and and uh, not to say that it can't be had at the division one level. That's not what I'm saying, but there's just something unique. And that's the best, that's the best way I can categorize it about the division three student athlete is, is it's a volunteer army. 
right? For if you want to look at it from that standpoint, it's a volunteer environment, yeah. Yeah. and 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 I think um, when when there's not a requirement to be there, when you're there because you really want to, whether it be for the relationships or whether it be for the competitive opportunity to try to pursue championships. You know, listen, at the end of the day, I was talking to a couple of young women here uh, earlier today, and we were talking about trying to put a second star on top of that badge. Um, you know, and, and uh, we were just talking only one team at the end of every season, one team out of 400 at the Division three level and four teams out of the th over a thousand institutions, all levels on the women's side are putting a star at the top of their badge one team or four teams in that instance overall so so yeah. so few get to um so if it's if it's the desire to pursue that because it's it's attainable here how do i know it's attainable because there's already a star over the badge right, right? and and it's they've, they've made multiple final fours um and and it's one of the it's one of the elite programs at the, at the division three level in the history of college soccer um that may be why they choose it they might they might choose it because of the academic offerings that we have or the, the graduate school opportunity that we have. Um, there's a number of reasons why they can choose it, but at the end of the day, they've chosen it and they, they're not obligated to it. They're just committed to it. They're passionate about it. And that, that to me, that is super special. Well said. Absolutely. The volunteer army. I never thought about, I thought about it that way. I like that one. I might, uh, I might have to steal that one from you, coach. I like that one. So, uh, talk to us briefly. We start transitioning here, Coach. Um, anything that you can share with us that's on your radar in terms of upcoming camps, the recruiting trail, maybe some some places you're looking at or or places you know you're going to be in the upcoming future? Yeah, well, listen, we, we know that that Texas high school um, soccer is is alive and kicking right now. And, and uh, our institution is going to draw heavily from the state of Texas. So uh, a big focal point for me is as quickly as possible um, to get a, a, a size large um, Harden Simmons soccer shirt and get myself out to as many high school games as I can. Uh, you know, the growth of the high school game, Hector, over the last couple of decades has been incredible. Uh, I know that because um, there was a time my father was a former high school football coach and there was a time where he you know, he and, and, and buddies of his that were football coaches were coaching those are your primary soccer coaches, right? Right. That's not the case anymore. Not to say it's not the case anywhere, but you got you got some incredible coaches, not just from a from a a, a kindness and a and a team building and a community building, but just knowledgeable, well trained, well experienced coaches at the high school level, in particular in the state of Texas, that are doing such a great job. And so I can't wait to get out and see a lot of high school games. You know, obviously, the, the, you've got club stuff coming up in, in February uh, here in Texas, and, and there's going to be some of those bigger events as we as we start to move through the end of Texas high school season. Uh, you get yourself into the summer. So the idea is to try to get out and, and, and fly the flag, as, as I often say, as often as possible, um, wherever possible. And uh, that might be me heading back to Lafayette to, to spend a little bit of time with my family and catching a high school game at some point along that, that nine-hour journey back um, and, and uh, certainly want to get out here in, in the local community, the big country area around around Abilene. Um, but, you know, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, East Texas, here in West Texas, North Texas. There's so many good programs. Uh, so we're going to do we're going to do that as much as we can. Um, we're going to get a staff hired. So working on that as well. 
and uh, excited about the prospects that, that that are out there for that. And um, yeah, man, we just we just want to get out there and and see and be seen and let people know that that uh, that we're there to support the game. Right at the end of the day, we we got to try to grow the game too. Right? And so whatever we can do to contribute to growing the game and, and letting people know that we're serious about it from a camp standpoint, I had a conversation uh, just yesterday. Again, this is day three on the job. Let's remember that. Right. So we're, we're day three. Um, but but we we want to do um, some some college, what we call college prep um, and, and built that down in San Antonio. Uh, we, we want to um, we wanted to run some college prep type camps uh, here this spring. Uh, my, my hope is is maybe two or three of them. I still have to get with the camp office here and make sure we can get those dates down. But be, t- be tuned in for that uh, because we are going to be running some stuff here in the very near future uh, where, where I get the opportunity to interact with some of the players that are part that are already in the pipeline uh, to, to be part of the Hart and Simmons women's soccer yeah. program uh, and, and also to, to try to attract uh, extra that are outside of that pipeline right now, bring them in. Uh, with with the ultimate objective to expose who we are, what we do, uh, and and to try to grow our brand as much as we can, uh, and to ultimately to to identify the right fit, so we have the right young women uh, who are choosing here for the right reasons. I got to be honest, Coach. All of this stuff should have already been settled in your first three days. You know, should have all been taken care of. But we forgive you. We forgive you. We forgive you. I think day four <laughs> is the when the camp call happens. So. That's where breaks, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, perfectly understandable. Uh, perfectly understandable. Uh, we did have a comment here from Trent Ivy saying, the, uh, check the equipment room and get you a handful of large shirts, uh, coach, with a beautiful patch on it. Uh, you've got the key now. <laughs> no pun. I guess, In, right? Indeed. Indeed. I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to get into that and start digging into that inventory. Yeah. I did see a couple of boxes in there. The challenge, Trent, right now is I've got boxes in the office that I've got to try to work <laughs> through. I haven't been able to make it to the boxes yeah. in the equipment room. But uh but but good good point there. I'll make sure to get myself over there. Right. Awesome. So we start uh, as we get ready to transition here, coach, to our second segment. I know you're still getting to know players, so we're not going to really, you know, you got to get to know them before you can really highlight them and tell us that, you know, keep us keep us, you know, plugged in, tuned in, anything in any way that we can reach, uh, that we can help you. Let us know as far as camps, getting that uh, getting that out there as well. Uh, really love hearing the fact, and it's important. High school coaches listening take note you know coach key's talking about that they're making it a priority to get out there watch texas high school soccer games because you're right coaches like how far the game has evolved is um especially i would say just inside of the last five years uh sure. is massive massive um but as we start transitioning here coach i'll ask you one last question um what what can we expect from the Harden simmons uh cowgirls in 2022 you can expect a continuation of, of the competitive spirit and the competitive nature uh, that this program has seen for so long. Uh, we're going to show up and, and, and pursue the best versions of ourselves every day. Um, you know, I think, I think goals are important. Long-term goals are important. Statistical goals can be important in terms of being driving forces. But the reality is uh, we have to show up every day and, and make a choice. Uh, I was once told um, by someone wiser than me that you, you're either better or you're worse. You're never the same. Um, so we're either getting better or we're not getting better. Right. And, and um, we're going to we're going to work hard every day to get better. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about, and I don't know if this resonates with with the generation of, of 18 to 22 year olds now. But one of the things I used to say a lot was we're going to get white collar results with blue collar work. 
Nice. All right, we're gonna we're gonna roll up our sleeves and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get dirty and we're gonna get muddy and we're gonna get gritty um, with the ultimate objective from a competitive standpoint to achieve the top level uh, of result that's available to us. Um, so and and we're gonna you know as I said earlier we're gonna like the ball we're gonna share the ball we're gonna we're gonna try to put the ball in the back of the net as often as we can uh, we're gonna defend really hard uh, and, and very purposefully um, and and we, we are gonna continue to 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 raise up uh, young women as they as they navigate through you know the, the girls that are here that have one more year in this program we're gonna do everything we can to give them um, the the best jump start into life beyond the game uh, as possible uh, because we're trying to we're trying to build relationships that are that are deep and meaningful and 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 are sustainable and so you're going to see all of those things i think if you show up to watch us train you show up to watch us and you watch us in warm-up you're going to see you're going to see the depth of relationship and how much people care about each other through the way that we interact in warm-up you're going to see the the, the the competitive spirit the competitive energy that we have when we lose the ball and you see us relentlessly chasing it down and pursuing it to get it back um and, and you're going to see the the preparation and the, and the tactical and technical um sophistication when we're on the ball and when, and when we're creating things going forward so it's gonna be a fun team to watch and uh and, and i know that we can accomplish those things because some of the conversations we've already had in the last couple of weeks have led me to believe that the young women in this in this locker room are prepared for that they're ready for that they're hungry for that and uh and they're committed to it Man, you got you got me fired up, Coach. Let's I, go, uh, let's go. I got the I got some eligibility left, so let me know. Come on, me man! Know. All right, all right, all right. Awesome. So, all right, Coach. We know you're going to stick around uh, for counterattack our second segment. We get to pick on you a little bit, throw some curveballs at you a little bit, some random off the wall stuff. I know you'll do great. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back for our listeners. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. College Promoters USA. Founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA the best investment a parent can make in their high school student athletes. All right. And we're back with coach Lance key head women's soccer coach of the Harden Simmons cowgirls. All right. I got to get used to saying that coach. I got to get used to saying that. So awesome. All right. So counterattack time. You ready? Let's do it, man. I love All a right. good counterattack. All right. So any game day super as a, as a coach, not as a player game day superstitions or rituals. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the big things I like to do is is I like to get out to the field a little bit early, and uh, and I, I walk the field and and I just I just pray and and I worship a little bit and and uh, just really try to get into that space and um, and get myself prepared mentally, spiritually, emotionally um, for the for the competition that's coming. Sometimes that may be in a walkthrough early in the day, um, and sometimes that may be that we just get to the we get to the stadium, we get to the facility. A couple hours in advance, and and uh, maybe while the, the the staff is setting up cones and things for for a pre-match routine, um, or maybe it's me doing it as I'm walking and 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 praying. So that that's probably the big thing for me is is just to try to get prayed up and be in the right space. All right. Favorite number and why? 
Favorite number, one, three, number 13. 13. Um, it's been the number that uh, that I wore since I was a since I was a little boy, since we had this this ball. I don't know which shoulder it's over. There's a ball back here on my desk. That's the first ever ball I played with that my mom found, as I mentioned before. Um, I've always played with 13. Um, I shifted to three uh, when I when I got into the professional game. Um, one part of it was availability. Part of it was was positional and part of it was uh, was an opportunity to in that moment to choose a number um, to, to to recognize and to honor a former teammate of mine in college who lost his life. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so if it's not 13, it's three. But most of the time, it's 13. All right. Good one. So are you a memes, memes or GIF or GIFs, whatever we want to call it, meme or GIF guy? What are you? I'm a GIF guy. I'm yep. a GIF guy. What's the uh, what's the go to what's the go to gift? Oh man, it's 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 circumstantial, right? It's it depends on the context of the conversation. But uh, so if we scrubbed you know, your phone. Would there be one that is like, man, this guy really likes this one for some reason? Um, there's a, there's a, if it's a silly moment, there's a there's a Shaquille O'Neal one. Um, when he there's a face, basically it's it's a face off with a cat. Um, the cat wiggle. Yeah. yeah, the cat wiggle. There's that one and. Uh, and the, there's one where there's it's just blurred out, and you know everyone everyone you gotta have the ability to thumbs up a message, right? So right. you can like the message with a thumbs up, or you can put the you can put the thumbs up itself, or you can just go another level with with the gif, right? And 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 you can find there's a guy that starts out blurred and he kind of reaches behind the door and just gives that thumbs oh, up. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's just got a little bit a little bit more depth, a little personality to it. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. So. Uh, I was going to tell you when you were you were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, I was going to tell you to hold on to this because maybe you can refer to it later, right, in this segment. But right. something you wish you would have been told prior to entering coaching. Hmm. Wow, man, I don't, I don't know if it's just coaching, but it would apply to coaching, um, especially when you're just starting off. Um, but you find out the longer that you do it, the more it still applies. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. That was there's something my, my college coach used to say a lot. Um, he said a lot about freshmen, right? You don't know what you don't know. And, and I've, I've told um, teams that I've coached many, many times throughout the years that, you know, there's times where you just don't know what you don't know. Um, I think if I had been told that, especially as a 25 year old, relatively recently removed from from the professional game as a player still thinking really i think in through the lens of a player seeing the game through the lens of a player um if i if someone had said listen and I, it would have required me to be mature enough to receive it at 25 um i don't know if there's any other 25 year olds out there that thought they knew everything when they were 25 i, I think i probably did um but uh, but if i could have received that in a mature way to know um, that there's a lot of things that are going on around me that I'm not even aware of right. that, are, that are happening. And so to increase my awareness, and there's a lot of times the best way to increase your awareness is to ask other people yeah. who, are, who, are, who are around you, who are on the peripheral maybe, um, that you can trust, that you can confide in. Because when you don't know what you don't know, you need someone to help you right. know yeah. what you don't know so that you can know it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think that's a great point, particularly – us as so as head coaches i think we can be just so dialed in right on one component that where our assistants really matter where our team captains really matter where our seniors really matter right i think 
I, I, <laughs> I can attest to that in terms of there, there were things that I just was not aware of that because I was so focused, locked in um, from, you know, from a coaching perspective. So, yeah, I could, I would definitely agree with that. Um, least here, you know, we like to ruffle a few feathers from time to time. So not the favorite soccer team, the least favorite soccer team. Ooh, who would that be? Oh man, the least favorite team, Hector. You're making it complicated here. Um, no softballs, man. We said no softballs. Yeah, man. You know, if you have to think about, I've got. There's a lot of people in the college in the uh, in the game um, who who have a particular affinity to a, uh, an, an EPL team or a, a La Liga team or. Um, now the, the game in, in, in Major League Soccer has grown so much. There's a lot more people that are that are really dialed in and tuned into Major League Soccer, which I love. I'm, I'm so thrilled for that. Um, but a lot of times there's no real connection. It's just, well, I, I just like that team, right? I, I don't really have any – I'm not from – I'm not from England, so the EPL is just a team that I like to watch, you know. So I don't have this this thing where I have this intense rivalry. And this was getting this one. I don't know. This may be unpopular, Hector. When I when I finally get to it, um, but you know, I like to support. I like to support our U.S. national team, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Both on the men's side and on the women's side. Absolutely. Uh, of course, as a player growing up, um, playing you know even playing in Major League Soccer, playing alongside. Uh, some some top level players that were captains on our U.S. national team and and um, the 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 biggest rival. Let me ask you: this, Who's the biggest rival, probably for the U.S. men's national team? Oh no doubt, no doubt. I know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so it's hard. L three, right? L three. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to have a whole lot of love for them because they're our they're our greatest competitors. Yeah. Right? They're oh, not competitors. not not getting uh, not getting political here at all, coach. But try uh, try growing up Mexican American. Yeah. Hey, man. Right, hey. right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I hear you. I hear you for sure. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. So, no, that's a good one, though. That's a good one. And I appreciate your, I appreciate your candor on that. Um, all right, switching gears here. Favorite movie quote that you can share. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hector, I said earlier, and I don't know if, if anybody was listening, but I've got a, I've got a, a, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a three-year-old. Um, so when you have children that age and younger, um, you, you tend to spend a lot of time in the Disney space. Right. Right. So right, right. I figured if I'm going to be in the Disney space, I'm going to find some some Disney content that really resonates with me. Uh, and so players that have played for me probably in the last 10 years would probably tell you if you said, what is what is Lance's favorite Disney movie? They probably all would tell you Secretariat. I don't know if you've seen Secretary. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. a great movie. I, I, I love to watch it. Um, I love to watch it with our teams. There's so many powerful messages in that. Um, uh, among many, uh, you've got a, you've got a a a, a woman um, who's she's a stay-at-home mom, and she gets a call. Her her family has a horse ranch. She gets a call, and she takes over the she takes over the family business, uh, and and is the owner of Secretariat one of, if not the greatest uh, racehorses right. Right. to ever walk and to ever race. Um, the lady's name, uh, Penny Chenery is the lady's, the character's name. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a true story. Right. Um, and she talks about, she talks about running, running your race. And we've all got something 
a little bit different. We're all at a different stage of the race that we're in. And sometimes our race looks a little bit different, but something along the lines, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to recall it to the best of my knowledge here, but it's something along the lines of, um, it's about life being ahead of us or you, and you got to run at it. You got to run at life because you never know how far you can run unless you run. And I, th- I just think it's, it speaks on so many levels to to wherever we are in our journey, wherever we are in our life. Um, and, and, you know, when you bring 18 to 22 year olds into preseason and you sit down, they're all at different places in, the, in their right. life, in their journey as human beings, as soccer players. And so it's just it's been an encouragement for, for me to share with them, with, with those student athletes, wherever you are, just run. Yeah. Right, because you never know how far you can unless you're running. Yeah. So yeah. I, I might have gotten that a little bit off, but more or less, that's the uh, that's the the meaning behind it. I think it's right. pretty close. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, no, it's a very good movie. Very good. And and I I was very uh, made very familiar with it. You know, big chunk of my uh, my wife's family was from that that Denver area where the family was from originally. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and then having spent time obviously up in the Springs at the Air Force Academy. Yeah, very familiar with that. So great movie. Great movie. Yes. All right. Lance Key is appointed today. He is appointed the soccer soccer czar in America. What is the first uh, agenda item that you would change of soccer in America tomorrow? I think there's a lot of things that we've gotten right for a long time. Um, but there's some things that we that we haven't. You know, I mentioned earlier my parents when I was a little boy uh, in a really small town started a league and the whole purpose, the whole intent behind this league and them running it was to ensure that me and my siblings and our friends had an opportunity to play. I think there's a lot of places, there's a lot of people in in circumstances that are underserved as it relates to, to opportunity to develop within the game. We're a massive, massive country, right? You think about just the sheer volume, the number of, of, of human beings alive on this uh, on this continent, on in this country, compared to some of the others, right? We, just by volume alone, but we're, we're still missing, right? And, and all the efforts, and there's been tremendous efforts made, um, but I don't know if it'll ever be enough. But I wish I could just I wish I could just snap my fingers and then we would have we would have access. We would have high level coaching and instruction in those spaces where there are kids that maybe they're watching games on TV. Right. They 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 love it, but they don't have access to it for whatever reason that is. And just finding a way to to deliver that access uh, would be, I think, probably a big focal point for me. Because I, I I'm a product of that. I, I I was able to become a professional player because my parents started me in a, in a little country town in the middle of peanut fields. Started me with an opportunity to play, whereas otherwise we wouldn't have had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned absolutely. Yeah, well said. You mentioned growing the game, and you know, here's here's hoping that one of the things that we can we can continue to do across all levels is propel to- some. Cl- closer towards something like that, I guess, especially with the momentum that we, that will build up over the course of the next four years and beyond, right. With 2026 down the road. Um, because as, 
as you recall, I'm sure you you saw what came from post 1994, right? So absolutely, absolutely, long way to go, long way to go, but yeah. And and you know a lot of you know you got the pay to play deal, right? And and club soccer is has been instrumental in the development of the game, and it is so so important. But it's not the only solution. Um, and and I realize it takes money, right? So it, it takes money to be able to to educate and activate these coaches into these spaces to be able to to make it accessible. Um, it takes money, and a lot of times those underserved areas don't have the money to pay for it. But we've got to figure out a way to bridge that so that so that the the, the educated um, and and the and the, the those that are sent out can get to those those communities. Um, because we're, we're we're underserving them uh, to a large degree, not because we want to, not because I think people are just turning away from it, um, but there's got to be some things that we can solve, and it's just going to take a real collaborative effort across across everyone. You know, you talk about high school coaches, and you know the, the interaction between high school coaches and club coaches, the interaction between club coaches and college coaches, and college coaches to high school. So that, that we're all collaborating with this with really the same goal in mind is that we're trying to grow the game. So how can we collaborate and be intentional about collaborating in that specific space? I think a lot of people have talked about it. There's been a lot of roundtable discussion and and uh, and maybe and, and maybe bar top discussion about it. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't know that we've come up with a solution that's serving them uh, in right. those areas quite yet. So hopefully soon. Yeah. Okay. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, there's a, another opportunity for a Disney insert here. <laughs> I don't know. It, it depends on what what part of the what stage of my life it was. Because there was a stage of my life where where I shaved my head real bald. So it might be uh, Hector Cano. I don't know. Hey, oh, oh, wow! Hey, hey. breaking news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I like. Um, uh, there, there's some. I guess you probably would want to choose somebody that you that you that you've enjoyed watching through time. Um, I think. Uh, Brad Pitt's played a lot of characters. He's a funny guy. He's got he's got a lot of humor, but he's he's uh, he's got some quirks, and I think I'm, I've got some quirks as well. Um, uh, I've always enjoyed a good uh, I've always enjoyed a good Matt Damon movie. Um, um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe one of those two guys, and and I, and I think they might be able to 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 you know be be closest other than other than this bald head like you've got man i don't there know I mean, maybe awesome. maybe hair, hairdos are a little bit close i don't know definitely the first time i've been mentioned in the same circle with uh brad pitt and matt damon that's for sure so you're welcome some, some <laughs> podcast history here yeah we're, we're gonna play this one on a loop right here all right <laughs> all right next one coach bucket list destination place you and the family you and the wife before it's all before it's a wrap place you uh, you gotta go place you gotta go you know, um, so my wife is from Johannesburg, South Africa. She grew up there um, through almost in th throughout her her teenage years and, and came to the States um, just before she turned 20. Um, one of our favorite places to go, we've been really blessed to be able to do it, is to go back to South Africa um, where she grew up and, and uh, a short flight to a, to a game reserve where we've been able to go out and, and observe uh, animals in the natural habitat. Um, it, it's hard to make it a bucket list because I've had the opportunity to do it, but I, I love, love, love to be there. Um, I also love to be, you know, toes in the sand. Um, and, uh, and then I also, you'd mentioned Colorado. Um, you know, we, we love to go to the, to the mountains. My preference is in the summertime when it's, when it's not so cold. Um, cause I've lived through those cold winters, but, uh, yeah. um, 
I don't know. I've been really fortunate, Hector, um, to, to travel a lot. I've, I've been able to travel through Europe both as a player and as a coach. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to, to travel. You know, a couple of years ago, I got to go to Australia uh, to go and recruit, and that, that was a, a really unique and, and enjoyable experience. Um, I've, I've not spent really any time in Asia, so you know, I think that would be a place um, that, that I'd like to go. I've had some former teammates of mine that, for instance, that played in the J League in Japan, and yeah. um, uh, you know, I think uh, I had a really good friend of mine that, that spent um, spent some time in Asia in a different a different part of the sport trade, but uh, uh, he really enjoyed his time there. So, um, you know, that that would be somewhere that that I have not yet been uh, that I think I would enjoy going, and uh, and and hopefully at some point it's uh, it's safe to do so. All right, that's a good one. Most recent book you read or book you are currently reading? Oh, man, Hector, I've, I've got like a list of ten, um, probably that I'm that I'm either reading or rereading. Um, I'm I'm one of those guys where I, I tend to read. There's some books. There's a, there's a set probably of, of five or six books that I'll read once a year, mm-hmm. um, because I, I just know when I need that perspective from that book, and I know when to go and pick it up. Um, there's a couple of really good books. I, I like Pep, um, quite a bit. I, I kind of like his journey and, and, and like what he's done and how he's come about it. So there's a series, um, one is, uh, is about Pep when he transitions from Barcelona, uh, to Bayern. And then there's, there's another one when he transitions from Bayern to city. Um, those are both two really good books. Alex Ferguson leading is a great book that I, I, right. I tried to, to, to go back in and reread, um, there's, uh, there's another book, um, is a guy out of Dallas, actually, uh, his name is Bob Bodine and, uh, he, he has a book called two chairs and, um, I was recommended that by a friend of mine. Uh, and, and, uh, basically it's a book about just sitting down and having a conversation with God every day. Um, and, and, uh, sit you just sit across a chair and and uh just have a conversation i think sometimes in 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 faith um we can we can put god in a position of of being an an intimidating uh, an intimidating uh conversation um but but the the two chairs concept is just about sitting down and having a daily conversation and uh i I read that fairly recently i don't know if it's the most recent book that i've been into but that's a that's a recent read that i've really enjoyed yeah, I used to be one of those guys, probably going with four or five books at a time. And then on top of all the other reading that I do, I just I started mixing things up after a while. It, it kind of became a mess. So I <laughs> I started going back to, hey, I'm going to give my all to one at a time. And like, right, for example, right now, we're uh, we got a team book going with within, uh, you know, within my program. It's called the uh, the Savage Leader. It's a it's okay. a very, very simple read, but a very good, very good read. So uh, the Savage yeah. Leader. Savage leader. Yeah, I'm I'll share more. For, I'm always looking more for a good book, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make sure to, to look that one up. Yeah, I'll share more more info with you offline on that one, coach. Awesome. So, all right, next one. Hobby, hobby you discovered during the pandemic. Uh, well, I discovered something a long time before the pandemic that once I stopped playing, uh, I don't like to run, Hector. Um, <laughs> I ran a long time for a yeah. long time. And uh, it's because the game requires it, right? The game requires right. that you run, so you're going to have to run. Uh, my college coach used to remind me of that often. And um, that was that was his plug for, hey, come back fit. Come back to preseason fit because the game requires that you run, so you might as well run and prepare for it. Um, but during the pandemic, 
Um, I wasn't I wasn't looking to get fit necessarily, Hector. I just didn't want to get fat. And so <laughs> so I learned to walk at a pace that got my heart rate high enough and in, in that the right heart rate zone. So I became a I became I wouldn't say a speed walker. Let's not get carried away. But a, at least <laughs> more breaking fast. news here. Is there more breaking yeah. news? Yeah. <laughs> but at least a fast walker. And yeah. uh, the, I use that um, when I'm when I'm really on my game, so to speak. Uh, I use that time. Uh, that's my that's my prayer time. It's my worship time. I try to do it in the morning when I drop the kids off at school and I'll spend an hour. Uh, preparing for my day, preparing mentally, spiritually, emotionally um, for, for what I have in front of me. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it puts that that time puts somebody on my mind or on my heart. And so I, I'll use that, that to reach out to them, whether it be a, a voice message or whether maybe even it's a phone call sometime or um, but uh, but that that's what I discovered and, and what I've tried to stick to. I just haven't been so great at it. I have not done it in the last three days. I can promise you that. <laughs> but I need to. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, cause like, should I be looking for um, coach Lance key in speedwalker mode, patrolling the sidelines there at uh, HSU? Am I going to see that kind of, uh, that kind of walking there? No, I'm, I'm Hector. I'm in a place in my career, man, where my favorite thing to do when I'm coaching is to sit and, and watch our, our student athletes do what they've been training to do just to go out and play and play hard and play well. I'd, I'd prefer to sit. I really would. It's my preference. Unfortunately, I don't sit nearly as much as I'd like to. So yeah. I'm I'm going to try to do the opposite. So hope, hopefully, Hector, when you come to the game, yeah. um, probably the next one you'll be at that, that I'm coaching in is going to be in San Antonio in, in September. Um, hopefully when you come, I'm doing a lot of sitting down and not, not speed walking up and down the touchline. I've tried it myself. I try to tell myself, Hey, just sit down. You'll be fine. I just, there's something the way I'm wired coach. I, I can't sit. I can't sit. And some of it obviously related to my, you know, the combat injury, my back. And I just, I don't like to sit for very, you know, very long. And it's kind of the, just the way I'm wired to just kind of always going in different directions nonstop. So me sitting is it, it's next to impossible <laughs> at, at least during a match that is. So, yeah. all right. All right, last one, last one, Coach. Let's do lesson, it. A less, lesson learned that resonates with you from the pandemic. If you had to maybe pick one that really kind of brings things together that resonates with you. You don't get time back. You don't get time back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Um, and I think, I think for me, the area where that was most significant was with my family, with my children, uh, with, with my son, who's, who's probably way more like me than I wish he was as a three-year-old. Um, I was, I was hoping maybe that was going to skip that generation, but it just kept going right on through. Um, but, uh, for me, and, and, and I recently listened to, um, uh, a gentleman called Josh McDowell. I don't know if you've heard of Josh McDowell, um, but he's he's a tremendous author and speaker. Um, and uh, he he was just talking about the significance of the the relationship with a father in the lives of their children and, and what that how that manifests on down the road as teenagers, as young adults, as as um, at, at the married age, um, and on beyond. 
and and the time that the time that I don't prioritize them is time I'll never get to prioritize them. And so um, one of the things that, you know, I, I talked about just the community here and, and what we're excited about. Again, not that we didn't have that in Lafayette. We had great we had great community, a great school, a great church, great friends. Um, but that that was really a, a prerequisite um, for us is making sure that it was going to be an environment where I was going to be able to be dad. I was going to be able to be husband and I was going to be able to be leader of a soccer program. And I wasn't going to have to be one at the expense of the others. Uh, and, and for me, um, that resonated deeply throughout COVID as we've all seen people that we know that haven't made it through. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's just one of those realizations, you know, fortunately, most people do, but, but some don't. Um, and that's every day, though, Hector, that's not just COVID. That's every day. Right. Sometimes people, sometimes people don't get up the next morning. And so, you know, I think for all of us in a really busy world that's connected to social media, that's that's we're connected to our phones. We take everything with us on our phones. You know, I've been trying to get into a flip phone. My, my wife won't let me do it. I've been trying to get go backwards and get to a flip phone because I feel like there's so many things that distract us. If there's one thing we could do um, to, to better serve those that we love is to, to prioritize that time we have with them. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's a perfect way to wrap up the uh, the podcast, Coach. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you. This has been awesome. Uh, loved having you on. Um, went by very fast for as long as that we were for as long as it as we went. It went by very fast. Cannot thank you enough for your time. Uh, again, he is Coach Lance Key, the head women's soccer coach of the Harden Simmons Cowgirls. Um, Coach, where can we find you? We want to get more information on the program, the school. I know you're still like literally three days in. So what you can share, what can you share? Where where can they get more information as far as the website? What can they where can they find more info? Yeah. So so anything that we're doing, um, you can do one of two ways. You can either email me at lance.key at hsutx.edu, which I think you've got scrolling down at the bottom. Um I'm not on social media at all. It's one of those things that I've I've just come away from altogether because of time, like, like I was just saying. So I'm not on social media, but anything we're doing, um, you can either reach out directly to me or we'll, we'll have up on our website, uh, on our on our women's soccer website here uh, for for Harden Simmons. And, um, you know, Hector, before before I jump off and before we 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 call it a day. Um, you know, you refer to your time here at Dias and you refer to your time at the at the academy in the Springs and you re refer to your combat injury. Um, I want to thank you for, for what you're doing here with the 5050 podcast and, and your your commitment, not not just a desire. You turn a desire into a commitment, right? Desire is I want to do something. Commitment is I'm doing it and, and, and what you're doing for the game and what the exposure that you bring for all levels of the game. Um, is is really tremendous, and I and I want to honor you for that, and I want to honor you for your service um, to to this country and to our freedom, um, as many people have said, and I, and I'll I'll say it again: freedom isn't free. There's people that are paying the price for that, and Absolutely. and you're, you're amongst those. And I want to thank you for your service and all that you've done, uh, and all that you continue to do um, for for the good of of those around you. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. I sincerely do. Coming from a man, you know, of, of your character, it really means a ton. It really does. That's, you know, that's not just lip service. So thank you for that. I appreciate the kind words. And more so also just in terms of 
You're right, because we're all we're all uh, stakeholders here in terms of growing the game, trying to do leave it better than we found it. Right. So, uh, right. really appreciate that. Love having you on. It's uh, it's been an honor to have you on. We're very we were very excited to have you on. We're grateful for your time. We know we know there are tons of other things you could be doing right now on day three of your new program. So. <laughs> Uh, just want to say we wish you the absolute you and your girls the absolute best there at Harden Simmons. Anything you need, anything we can help with in the future, Coach, don't hesitate to reach out. Hopefully, we can have you on here again down the road, and you can tell us, you know, what you know as you progress, things you've learned uh, along the way, being there now. And uh, we wish you wish you the absolute best. We know you're kind of working away from the family right now, so we wish your family the best as you as you all ultimately begin your transition. So thank you again. Thank you for yeah, your thank time. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And, and thanks to all, all, all of you guys that are listening that tuned in tonight. We appreciate you supporting. Um, if you jumped on because you know me, make sure you stay on because now you know Hector and, and what he's doing. Uh, please support the 50-50 podcast. I'm sure he'll, he'll make sure you know how to do that. But uh, uh, it's, 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 it's really it's a special thing he's doing, and, and I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it tonight, Hector, just to play a small part. Thank you. Likewise, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you. And to our listeners, to our supporters, the fans of the game, the parents, the athletes, the coaches, you're the reason why we do it. Thank you again. Thank you. Uh, continue to support. Uh, we, we look forward to having continued guests of the caliber, the quality of Coach Key. So thank you again. Uh, continue to subscribe. You can find us Instagram. You can find us on, on Twitter as well as the YouTube page. Subscribe. You'll get notifications for upcoming, upcoming podcasts. And until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.